Can Be Real's pure intentions make it profitable? Written on January 11th, 2024. I was wrong about Be Real. In late 2022, I predicted that the social network Be Real would have the same fate as other social apps, like Vine and House Party. Apps that were fun and new for a time, but then faded into oblivion. After using Be Real for a year now, I understand why Be Real has a bit of a cult following and why it could have the legs to stick around. If it can find a way to be profitable, that is. What is Be Real? For those who don't know, Be Real is a social network that positions itself as a social network for people who hate social networks. Be Real is based on the premise that on every other social network, cough cough Instagram, people only post the best parts of their lives, leaving the impression that if you're not doing something interesting, or always out with friends 24-7, your life is somehow less than. When in reality, if everyone posted their mundane moments, we'd realize how performative social media becomes. Social networks are designed for people to spend as much time on them as possible, and thus become addicted to them, wasting hours mindlessly scrolling. Be Real turns all of this upside down by flipping the incentives of social media. Instead of posting all the cool and performative moments, Be Real incentivizes you to post more mundane and average moments. It does this by choosing a random time throughout the day and telling everyone on Be Real to post what they're doing in that moment. Sure, you could post any moment throughout your day to Be Real, but then you'd be considered late. And Be Real puts a stat under your post to show how late you were compared to the random Be Real time the app chose for everyone, thus incentivizing you to post when the app says it's time to be real. Unlike other social media networks, besides the main feed where you view what your friends were doing when it was time to be real, there isn't much else to do in the app, and that's the point. What separates Be Real from other social media apps? A common theme on my blog is that by understanding the incentives any given company has, you can understand why they operate in the way they do. For social media apps like TikTok or Instagram, their incentive is to keep you on the app for as long as possible so they can monetize your time through ads. When you turn back the clock, all social media apps started off as a beautiful execution of a simple idea. Before Instagram was acquired by Facebook, it started off as a simple place to post your single best photo from any day or night. It was simple compared to Facebook, which allowed you to post anything under the sun, from random statuses to every photo on your phone. After Instagram was acquired by Facebook, its incentives changed. The longer it kept you in the app, the more it could show you ads and sell your interest to advertisers to target you with hyper-specific ads. In order to further monopolize your time, Facebook shoved as many cheap knockoffs of other social media apps as possible into Instagram. The idea being that if they could reduce the reason for you to check slash use other apps, more of your time would be spent on Instagram. A far more malicious expression of this desire to keep you using the app for as long as possible is by showing you engaging content. On the surface, engaging content sounds fine. Who wouldn't want to consume engaging content? But by taking into account Facebook's incentive to keep you using the app, their definition of engaging content is where the toxicity begins. Content designed to keep you on the app can often become enraging and designed to provoke a reaction, leaving any attempt at truth behind. It can be content promoting unrealistic body images, constantly resurfaced by an algorithm incentivized to keep people using the app. It could be content designed to promote unhealthy lifestyles, giving the false impression that everyone else is doing it. It could be, well, I could go on about how Facebook's incentives lead to unmatched levels of toxicity, but maybe that's for another podcast.
For now, I think it's important to contrast the status quo of social media with Be Real. Compared to Facebook's slanted incentives, which favor Facebook, Be Real's incentives remain more or less in line with its users. There isn't any sort of endless feed designed to echo your desires back to you or to keep you using the app, nor is there really much to do on Be Real besides posting and interacting with friends' posts. Be Real's unique, post at the same time as everyone else mechanism is designed to get you in and out of the app, not trick you into spending hours scrolling. There's no algorithm recommending you things. All the posts are in chronological order, and the user interface is very clear when you've reached the end of your feed. Intriguingly, BeReal's founder and CEO, Alexis Barriette, has publicly stated he does not want to insert ads into the BeReal experience. This is more or less a proclamation that Barriette does not want BeReal's incentives to change. So for now, BeReal's intentions remain pure. How will BeReal ever make money? Eventually, BeReal will have to attempt to turn a profit. Like many startups, BeReal is currently staying afloat with venture capitalist money. Since BeReal isn't a non-profit, or a beyond profit, putting a company's mission before making money, its end goal is to be profitable. So if Barriette doesn't want to change his company's incentives and insert ads, how should BeReal navigate its need for profitability? A subscription model? Many have speculated that if BeReal is to make any money, it would need to charge its users a subscription fee for using the app. That way, BeReal would have reoccurring revenue from its most loyal users. The question remains. Who would continue using BeReal if a subscription was required? Even if the subscription was $9.99 a year, I think a plurality of BeReal's user base would simply stop using the app. BeReal then runs the risk of having the entire social network collapse, because why pay for a yearly subscription if half your friends, I'm being generous here, have completely left the app? I personally wouldn't mind paying a subscription to use a social media app, though I acknowledge that I'm in a small minority of people who would even consider it. Regardless, monetization via subscription would keep BeReal's pure incentives intact, as there would be no need to incentivize the same addictive behaviors as other social media apps. I just don't think a subscription would ever be a viable solution. Rethinking ads? Although the first half of this podcast talked about my overall disdain for the incentives an ad-based social media platform creates, I don't necessarily think that all advertisements are bad. Businesses will always need ways of getting in front of consumers, and digital ads are a great way to do that. Disclosure. At the time of publishing, I am employed by an ad tech company that makes its money from running ads on different social media platforms. My job will never reflect my written work, nor should my written work reflect the opinion of my company. What I'm proposing is an ad-based system where BeReal can keep its pro-user incentives in line while not needing to push users to stay in the app longer than they need to. The way I'd go about this is by having one ad at the top of the app. Instead of being in a race to cram as many ads as possible into the app, the prominent and exclusive placement at the top of the app would mean that this ad would fetch a hefty premium. Be Real by Design is meant to be open daily at randomly chosen times when it's time to be real. Be Real could give advertisers access to these, quote, random be real times, unquote, to make the ads even more temporarily relevant. Imagine a food company buying an ad when a be real time happens to be before dinner, or another company doing a promotional giveaway only for the people who post their be real on time. The unknown aspect of who would be sponsoring a be real could even further incentivize people to post on time to reap the potential rewards. An exclusive advertising spot for the millennial and Gen Z demographics 
could prove to be incredibly valuable. Be real events? A big critique of social media as a whole is that it's incredibly isolating. Besides the negative aspects outlined above, social media is inherently consumed alone. Be real combats this by incentivizing in the moment posts, but what if it could go further? Be real events could be in-person experiences designed to promote community and bring people together who've never met before. Third places, places outside of home or work where people can hang out without paying, are on the decline and are desperately desired by many, including myself. Although Be Real isn't creating permanent third places, by partnering with local businesses, Be Real can temporarily create third places, promoting togetherness and community. Staying on brand, Be Real could even have a geo-locked Be Real just for the people at the event, and they could promote the event in the Be Real app. Be Real's path towards event profitability would be multifaceted. Be Real could charge businesses to have event-specific Be Reals and to be locally promoted in the Be Real app. Be Real could partner with a larger chain like Dutch Bros or Kava and take a percentage of the food revenue during the time of the event. Once Be Real events becomes fully established, Be Real could turn into a sought-after spot to advertise events, unlocking more monetization opportunities. A Be Real-sponsored concert could have a similar business model, with local and national artists performing at smaller venues and sharing the profit with Be Real. Along similar lines, why limit event-based Be Reals to businesses? Why not allow people to create their own Be Real events? A birthday party could have a group chat, an event page, where people could RSVP, and even an event-specific Be Real, all from the Be Real app. A Be Real hardware product? Of all my ideas to drive profit for Be Real, the idea of Be Real building a tangible product is the hardest to put into words. To start, building a product that people like and want to buy is incredibly hard. Yet this business opportunity is in line with Be Real's incentives, if done right. The incentives behind building a product are pretty simple. Build a product that people want to buy, sell it, and get some money. A Be Real hardware device could be designed to further promote Be Real's in-the-moment values. They could do this by building a Polaroid-type camera that takes a limited number of pictures, and of course Be Real's, which would then be sent to you in the mail days later, printed on some nice artsy photo paper designed to be hung up. Be Real can make a necklace that lights up when you receive a notification from someone you deem worthy. Be Real could even be risky and bet the entire company on making a phone that would be designed to keep you in the moment by only letting you send texts, receive calls, and of course take photos and Be Reals. Are any of these good ideas? I like to think so. But could any of these sell in large enough numbers to sustain Be Real? Unclear. What I do know is that there is something to the idea of having a piece of technology that is designed to help remove yourself from other pieces of technology. Final thoughts. I can't help but root for Be Real. It feels like for the first time in a long time, there's a social network whose incentives are aligned with its users. Be Real's decision to, for now, forgo sticking ads everywhere in the app and thus change its incentives is incredibly admirable. But will this decision help drive profit? Or will it haunt Be Real in the long run? I'm honestly not sure. At the beginning of this podcast, I mentioned apps like Vine and House Party that faded into oblivion. And unfortunately, there's still time in Be Real's story for this conclusion to become a reality. But maybe Be Real is different. Maybe a social network designed to be used less often will withstand the test of time. And maybe, just maybe, Be Real will become a haven for those who want to disconnect from toxic social media and just have fun with friends. 
Having pure intentions is great, but to become profitable, BeReal will have to walk a tightrope between keeping its promise to its users and finding creative pathways towards financial success.